Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Check out Navy Federal members' exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month by visiting NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. May is Military Appreciation Month, and Navy Federal wants to celebrate the commitment that connects them to their military members. American Forces Travel is a DOD partnership with Priceline and is committed to providing high-quality and best-value travel services to patrons affiliated with the Department of Defense as a way to thank them for their service and dedication to our country. Check out AmericanForcesTravel.com. All right, today we're talking with Navy veteran Hernan Luis E. Prado, founder of Workshops for Warriors. Hernan, thanks for being here today. Take us back. Tell us what you did in the Navy. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me on board today. I really appreciate it. So, like you said, my name is Hernan Luis E. Prado. I was, uh, in fact, I, I started my career in the Navy with the Marine Corps, her. Right. As, a, as a corpsman with a state company with 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines. I love that. And, uh, and I went on, received my commission through OCS. I became a surface warfare officer, deployed uh, to Iraq and Afghanistan. I did uh, three combat tours, Navy in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I, I love the Navy. In fact, I'd still be in there today, except that I was, I was tired of seeing one of my friends dying of drugs and suicide in San Diego than of bombs and bullets in Baghdad. Mm. So I decided I was going to change something. I left the Navy and started workshops for warriors. Awesome. Well, God bless you, Hernan, for being a uh, corpsman with the Marine Corps. Appreciate that. Um, tell us a little bit about workshops for warriors and what you're doing there. Happy to. Thank you. Workshops for warriors is the nation's only accredited school that does advanced manufacturing training placement and credentialing for veterans, wounded warriors, and transitioning service members into advanced manufacturing careers throughout America and no out-of-pocket cost. So how, how does that walk us through that? How does that work? And, and what, how do you define advanced manufacturing? Advanced manufacturing would be 3D printing, computer-aided design, computer numerically controlled machining, uh, five-axis water jetting, five-axis milling, laser cutting, welding, fabrication. There are skill sets that are used in advanced manufacturing that have a nationally recognized credential coupled to it. It's, uh, you know, like in, in the Marine Corps, you, know, you were a pilot. Imagine you going through and the military putting you through and to become an aviator, but then you don't have any FAA service at the end and no equivalencies. Mm-hmm. So you leave after 24 years in the Marine Corps and you have nothing. You've been piloting, you can pilot aircraft, helicopters, no problem but you go out and you cannot get a job because none of your credentials transfer unless during your service, one of your shipmates said, Hey Joe, Mm -hmm. come on over here, take this FAA test. And then you marry up your civilian credentials with your military competencies. But for your Mark one mod zero, you know, Oh three eleven boomstick operator, they're not going to be able to do that because there is no, what do you do? A rifleman? What's my, what's my cert as a rifleman that will help me get a lifelong career that, helps me get my family fed and gives me some type of career progression. Yeah. So there's actually a, a nationally recognized certification for this type of manufacturing. Yeah. So all we do, we do 
in fact, when the, when the Secretary of the Navy came to workshops for lawyers, he called us uh, the SEAL team of manufacturing. Huh. So if you think about our school as a compressed A and C school, right? For the, that means you go in through our program, they're four months long, nine hours a day, five days a week. And if you miss four classes, you're automatically expelled. So it's almost like buds, but for manufacturing. Right. Serious. And they're most, for the most part, they, they do this when they get, after they've already been out of the military. Truthfully enough, no. So we have Title 10 authority from both President Obama and President Trump huh. to get active duty personnel while they're in the service within 180 days prior to their EALS. They're able to get official TAD orders, no cost, to our school to get training, certification, and health placement throughout America. So they're All still on active duty while they're going through the course. Well, again, it's a big school, so it's not category. We have veterans. We have a lot of active duty transitioning people. Uh-huh. And we have warriors, so we have a pretty broad mix. This semester, we've got about 80% of our students are active duty and 20% are veterans. Really? And they're there all day long? Five days a week, nine hours a day, 16 weeks. 16 weeks. Wow, that's This is our appointed place so within 180 days of separation, you can go to this course for 16 weeks if you're still on active duty, if you get approved and everything. Correct. You have to go through your chain of command. Uh-huh. And it, this is a skills bridge certified program. So if you ask your training officer, hey, can you tell me something about skills bridge? And then they'll pull up the skills bridge catalog, which has these different places that you can go to obtain either credentials or training. And you'll see that workshops for warriors is in there. And that website is wfw.org, whiskey, foxtrotwhiskey.org. And they need to submit their paperwork, submit an application to workshops. If you're selected in your room, then your chain of command gets the approval to send TAD no-cost orders to our school. And we accept you and you go through and we change your life and get some career skill sets and credentials that nobody can take away from you. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So all right, I love manufacturing. I'm, we're Amazon sellers. I've had several products manufactured over in China. Um, and Hey, I've done everything I can possibly I like to do to try to get it manufactured in the U S and most people won't even call me back. <laughs> so, you know, it's so difficult. Joe, you bring up a great point that everyone wants to buy American, but mm-hmm. you, you just can't. I mean, there are just some things that are so difficult. I have over 40 plus patents and trademarks that I've donated to the school. And every time the people that are trying to place our products will say, you know, we can get them done in China for one tenth of the cost. One tenth yeah. of the cost. And I'll say, nope, let's try and get it done in America. And we were just so tired of doing that that we actually started a company called Vet Powered. And Vet Powered started making products for us so that we can start keeping American manufacturing here in America. Yeah. Um, like something as simple as like a, a mold that cost me three grand to have done in China. It was yeah. going to be like a minimum of 40 grand to get done here in the U S and th- that, that one was only going to be good for a couple of runs. And then I was going to have to get the 70 or $80,000 mold made after that. Yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah, you can't, um, can't yeah, it doesn't even compare. I mean, unfortunately, and, and I found several, a few manufacturers that they wouldn't even really even, they, they wouldn't even talk to me because they, I'm, I'm nobody to them. I'm not a big guy or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm fully aware of the, that whole situation. So that's great, man. Um, so what, what kind of, 
do you have different tracks within the workshop for warriors that like, can they go the 3d printing track or is it all inclusive of everything? So we have three tracks. Track one is machining. So machining track is advanced manufacturing machining that you start off with computer aided design, computer aided manufacturing, three axis computer numerically controlled lathe or turning work and three axis computer numerically controlled mills and then 3D printing at the end of the semester. So they will, you'll get someone that has had zero experience whatsoever using a machine or manufacturing. Like we train infantry. A lot of our guys are infantry guys mm-hmm. and gals. We train cooks. We've trained uh, mess specialists. But it doesn't matter what it is. It's like a boot camp for manufacturing. You come in knowing nothing about manufacturing. And 16 weeks later, you know, all, you, all they have to do is put in the time and show up early, work hard, and they'll leave with at least 10 nationally recognized credentials and the ability to go from art to part. I mean, they can think of something, they draw it up in SOLIDWORKS, they post it in MasterCAM, they send it to one of the, I don't know, a quarter million dollar CNC machines and lathes that we have here. They make that part, and then they do quality assurance inspection to make sure that the part that they made is the part that they want to make. Wow, that's awesome. All right, hold that thought. We're going to be right back. Take a quick break. I've been a Navy Federal member for the last 31 years, and Navy Federal Credit Union has made it their mission to help their military members for over 85 years. May is Military Appreciation Month, and Navy Federal wants to celebrate the commitment that connects them to their military members. I became a Navy Federal member in 1990 when I first went on active duty, and I can tell you that many of Navy Federal's employees are military family members, reservists, or veterans themselves, so they get the military. They offer resources like Best Cities After Service and Best Careers After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life. And long after my retirement in 2013, I'm still a Navy Federal member. They have 24-7 customer service and support, so they're here for you whenever you need them. Most of my fellow Marines are Navy Federal members like Bump, Gromit, Frazier, and Bones, just to name a few. So visit NavyFederal.org celebrate to check out our member-exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month or share your shout-out with a hashtag, Mission Military Thanks. That's hashtag Mission Military Thanks. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. AmericanForcesTravel.com is committed to providing high quality and best value travel services to patrons affiliated with the Department of Defense as a way to thank them for their service and dedication to our country. AmericanForcesTravel.com is a DoD partnership with Priceline. Active duty, reserve, veterans, and now even DoD civilians can use this restricted website. You'll save money on flights, cars, and hotels. On top of that, travel company commissions go to your service branch to be reinvested into your military community. Check out AmericanForcesTravel.com and see for yourself. Current authorized patrons are all current active duty military, all members of reserve components in National Guard, all retired military, including those in the reserves in National Guard who are retirement eligible, all Medal of Honor recipients, and 100% disabled veterans. All DOD civilians, appropriated funds, and non-appropriated funds, and many more. So next time you go on leave, check out AmericanForcesTravel.com. Many of us have had plenty of rides in helicopters during our time in the military. But in the civilian world, emergency medical air transport can be expensive. And with all the sacrifices you've made to protect our country, you deserve financial peace of mind. An AMCN membership can protect your family and finances, allowing you to worry less about what matters most. Air Medicare Network provides access to life-saving emergency care around the country 
and their members enjoy an added value. Members pay no out-of-pocket costs for emergency air medical transport when flown by an AMCN member. Remember, your health insurance may not cover the full cost, but for as little as $85 a year, an Air Medicare Network membership covers your entire household. It's security no family should be without. For a limited time, as a Veteran on the Move listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash vet and use offer code VET. That's V-E-T. I was sitting around the backyard campfire the other night after I just received my sampler pack from Cigars International. A buddy Tree, who was a Navy corpsman, was trying out the Fuente Fuente Opus X Lost City. His son Alexander, who just became a Marine a few months ago, was trying the Ashton Cabinet Selection. And I lit up the La Aroma de Cuba. Life is good. Cigars International is home to the largest humidor in America. All the brands you know and love are available here. From the big top-selling national brands to the small boutique cigar makers, cigars from Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Ecuador, the Bahamas, America, you name it, they've got it. If you're a golfer, they've got all the right choices for a round of 18. And all the right gizmos and gadgets to make it easy as possible. Windproof torches, crush-proof travel cases, and clips attached to the golf cart. They also have great cigar deals. From their daily cigar deals to weekly specials to their Cigar of the Month Club. Don't know where to start? Don't worry. They're the kings of making all-star sampler packs, like a variety pack of craft beer, but better, that lets you get a little taste of everything. Right now, Cigars International is offering our listeners 10% off your order, plus free shipping. To take advantage of these incredible savings, simply go to CigarsInternational.com and use my promo code VETERAN when you're ready to check out. That website is cigars, with an S, international.com. Use my promo code VETERAN. Back talking with Navy veteran Hernan Luis E. Prado, founder of Workshops for Warriors. <laughs> you can tell I strain really hard to get your name right, but I got it right twice, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I got it right. Okay, so um, all right, I want to back up a little bit. How did you... How'd you found your nonprofit and ultimately how did you get approved to be, um, what was the program called? Uh, the, the bridge, um, skills bridge, the skills, skills bridge. bridge. Walk us through a little bit of that. Take a few minutes to walk through just founding the nonprofit and getting, cause I guarantee you that wasn't easy. I mean, you got people can come <laughs> active duty service members can come to you for 16 weeks and they're still getting paid by the military for mm-hmm. you to train them that they don't take that lightly. So I really want to hear the path to that. I well, we can start with workshops. So I, I started workshops for warriors. I was on active duty. I love the Navy, love the Marine Corps. I spent time over in 29 Palms and Okinawa with my Marines. I love it. And uh, I love serving with Marines. In fact, we, a lot of people that I served with in the military are still with me now in the nonprofit awesome. here at workshops for warriors. So the, the, I think my inflection point came that you know, if you've been in the military, everyone everyone understands like the burden of responsibility that you have as a service member. And every day you're in, um, you are America's suit of armor. You're this chain link armor that surrounds our nation. And every day, you know where you're going, what you're supposed to do, what people expect from you. You know what your peers are expecting of you. You know, the responsibilities that you have to your subordinates and you know, your responsibilities and the accountability that you have to have for your, the people that, that you report to. And then 
when you become a veteran, you literally get ripped out of the suit of armor and just kind of cast asunder. And it is an incredibly overwhelming experience for a lot of people. And it doesn't matter how prepared they think it is. I've yet to meet one veteran that says, my transition was exactly how I expected it. Everything's fine. Thank you for asking. So what I, what I saw is I was in Washington, D.C. I was working for uh, Mr. Cheney at the time at the Naval Observatory, and I was going to the Naval Observatory. I'd just come back from a combat tour in Iraq as an officer, and I was at National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda. Now I think they call it Walter Reed. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing so many of my Marines that were coming back injured and hurt. And if you know Marines, Marines don't like to be bored. So there's nothing in the world more dangerous than a bored Marine. Yes, and I would walk into the hospital seeing some of my Marines and they'd say, ah, oh, doc, get me out of here. I'm here 23 hours a day so I can do one hour of physical therapy and it's driving me crazy. Mm. And I was busy. I was on active duty working six hour, six day weeks. And I was applying to medical school as well at the same time. So I was doing rotations at night at Walter Reed uh, Correction at the uh, National Naval Medical Center. And so Captain Deffenbaum, if you're out there, Captain Martin Deffenbaum, thank you, sir, for all your help. I really appreciate it. And he allowed me to assist in surgeries and, and help so I could get some experience, so I can get my, a letter of recommendation for medical school. And as I was doing this, I was seeing a lot of my friends that I'd served with and having to amputate them as they were coming back from the theater. Mm. And that was really, really tough to have to amputate someone's leg that, uh, you know, two or three years earlier, you were running with them on the O course or you were running a PFT or a PRT with them. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you're literally depriving back then it was com- men only for combat tours, but you're depriving this guy, the essence of what he based himself on. And that was really tough. Right. And I, I didn't know exactly what to do, which is again, not a great thing for me to do. Right. But I, what I could do is I can invite them over to my house. So these were, we were all West coast Marines and West coast, Navy corpsmen. Uh-huh. And here we were on the East coast without our friends, our family, our supporting infrastructure, but at least it was a lot more expensive in Washington, DC. <laughs> so the guys couldn't afford to bring their girlfriends or wives over and they were just bored out of their minds. So I opened up my garage and I'd let them come by and tinker and it got bigger and bigger before you knew it. You had like 10 Marines in there that were tinkering. And at the time, one of the guys that was my mentor, uh, Admiral Don Arthur, who was the surgeon general of the Navy at the time said, H you can't have a VFW with power tools in your garage. <laughs> But you're an you're an officer now. You can't uh, you can't do this. And I thought about it. And I thought about it, and I realized he was right. But I was so busy, I didn't know how, I didn't know how to structure this. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is that I, I hated seeing my Marines that are stuck in the hospital, bored out their minds, and I knew that they liked coming to my house and tinkering with tools and tinkering with something in the garage because they weren't they weren't talking they weren't talking about how they felt or what they wanted to do. They just wanted to get out of that hospital. And finally, one day, I was uh, at Montgomery Mall, and I I hear this voice, Doc, Doc, and I turn around, and here's this guy that I had served with in 29 Palms, and he comes towards me and says, Doc, I need you to be my best man this Friday at noon. Wow. So I look at him, and you know, 
I hadn't seen him since we left Iraq, maybe two, three years earlier. And I said, well, sure. No problem. Give, give me a hug. And he goes, I, I can't. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, after you left, I stepped on a double stacked IED and I lost both my legs. And I had been so used to seeing my friends in wheelchairs. It didn't even occur to me. And I looked down and I saw he was missing some limbs. I said, Oh, and I kind of steeled myself up and said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there at noon. And he, he turned around and wheeled away. And here I was, you know, I thought tough guy, combat veteran. And my knees literally melted and I sank to the ground and I grabbed my now wife's elbow and said, we're going to sell everything that we have and we're going to do something. And to her credit, she said, yes, we will. Mm. So that was my inflection point for starting workshops for warriors. Wow. Yeah. My wife and I had the pleasure of, it's been several years now. We attended the Walter Reed Christmas party and (laughs) yeah, I I didn't feel worthy to be there. And that's the problem, right? You, you go out and I'm sure you feel the same thing. You think there, but for the grace of God, go I, how many times have you, you didn't step on that IED? How many times did your helo not get shot at? How many times you think of all these times and you think, and it just, it totally crushed me with a sense of responsibility thinking yeah. I'm okay. And he says, aren't. And if we were in Afghanistan or Iraq as officers, what would we do? We'd, we'd rally our troops. We'd figure out a way to kill our, kill our captors and return to home base. Right. While taking care of each other. And we, we'd share everything where we'd share food, clothing, uniforms, anything that we could to get that team out of that jail or out of that POW camp and back. And here I thought, I'm in America with my friends that are struggling and I'm not doing anything. And my wife says, you should get out of the Navy and do this full time. And I said, I, you know, I don't even know, you know, as an officer, you think, well, you don't want to forge forward foolishly. You want to figure out what you're going to do. Right. And I, so I spent from 2005, which is when I had that epiphany to 2008, figuring out, what could we do, right? My wife is a survey methodologist and a statistician. She's very, very smart. I call her the, the cutest nerd you'll ever meet. <laughs> and we started thinking about it. And I'm an electrical engineer by training. So I thought, what could we do that helps the, most, the, the majority of the people that I served with transition into a career that has a lifelong career accession pathway that gives them the opportunity for a dignified career and that's quick, right? Cause I'm not going to say Marines get bored easily, but Marines get bored easily. So you got to get them something that quickly engages them and enthralls them. Right. You have to couple it to some type of credential or degree, and then you got to help with placement. So we, we realized that most of the people that were coming over to my house really liked the hands-on portion of doing something with their hands and finishing at the end of the day with something. Yeah. But I wanted to, to train them to a higher level. So they weren't just getting paid 10 bucks an hour as a janitor or something. I wanted them to have something that was important to America and that they could build on. Wow. So, can, can you, can you talk us through some of the ins and outs that we ought to know about 
in starting a nonprofit and running a nonprofit? <laughs> yes. It's first not as all, glorious it, as it sounds. It's a lot harder. You know, here we are now, 13 years later, and it's, I think about and all the times that we were about to go bankrupt, all the times that I had to provide my money. I went without a salary for almost 10 years here at workshops. And I told Rachel, my wife, look, you're going to have to be my sugar mama until I'm able to figure something out, but I, I have to do this and I'm, I'm going to need your help. So I put all my money. I, I withdrew all my money from my thrift savings plan from the Navy and I put it into the school. Like we sold our houses, sold our cool guy cars. Wow. And so I'd say, if you're starting a nonprofit, a you have money in the bank and B make sure your best friend's an attorney. <laughs> That's good. <man. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, if you think about it now, now we laugh, but you know, there are 42,000 veteran service organizations in the United States that have that do something for veterans, right? 42,000 right. of those 42,000, less than 2% of them have revenues of a million dollars a year or more. And of that 2%, 17% actually have full-time staff and space that's theirs. So workshops for warriors is in that 17% now. Wow. So, crazy. And we're only able to do that because we're, we're really laser focused on what we do. Okay. So, if somebody goes through your training program, what type of jobs are, are folks getting into and what are some success stories or cool stories about some folks that have come through your training program and some of the things they've been, been able to get involved in since then? Oh, so it's, so workshop for us, we harness the, the tenacity, the mission focus, the self-discipline and the ethical mindset that all veterans possess and we combine it with four months of accelerated skills training and portable nationally recognized credentials. Then we do is we provide job fairs and opportunities so that our graduates go into the world of advanced manufacturing because that's our goal, right? We manufacture productivity and purpose for veterans seeking a viable career path that will benefit the nation's economic resiliency. And our graduates work at SpaceX, Tesla, Boeing, uh, Ford Motor Company, Reliance Steel and Aluminum, some of the biggest country and companies in the world because they, they love our graduates. We have a 94% placement and retention rate for our graduates since 2008 <laughs> with average careers of $60,000 a year upon graduation. Really? That's incredible. And many of these folks didn't have but a, but a high school education before they went in the military coupled with their military experience and what you've taught them, they are able to go into these jobs and do great. Yeah. Well, it's not just me. We have a phenomenal team at workshops. Uh, the majority of our instructors, in fact, I'd say all of our instructors, except for one are military mm -hmm. and everyone really pulls together. I mean, Joe, you'd be blown away. We have from a, a Colonel on our staff to E2s and the, all help and we're all pushing forward and kind of putting our shoulder to the wheel to move America forward and to give veterans the career they deserve and to give America the workforce she needs. Yeah. How big is your facility? You're, you're in San Diego. We're in San Diego. We're on main street, San Diego. We are on three city blocks and we're about to build a $148 million capital expansion to our school right now. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. People love our school, but it, it costs money. It costs $25,000 to put a guy or gal through our four month program. And at the, at the end, 
they make an average of $60,000 a year upon graduating from our school. Our biggest challenge is consistent funding so we can build a purpose-built training facility to increase the number of graduates that go through. Right now we're about 200 graduates a year to get to about six to 700 a year. We need a $15 million capital campaign this year and we'll have that building built by December, 2022. Wow, that's incredible. Talk about where some of your funding has come from up to this point, not, not necessarily specifically, but in general, mm-hmm. um, how have you been able to raise the funds to get as big as you are already? Individual donations. So individual donations are our number one source of contribution, mm-hmm. followed by corporate philanthropy and other endowments. And uh, the way to do that is just like being a, a hard charger in the military, consistent, superior, right? superior, sustained performance. Yeah. And you have to document what you do. You have to have a very, very clear goal and continue to hit it. And if you can't hit it, explain why you couldn't hit it and what you're going to do to be able to hit it. And we found that almost all of our donors every year, they'll give us more and more money because we'll say, look, we're going to train in 2008. We're going to train two people a year and this is what we need. And then next year you've trained those two. We want, you want to train four and say, thank you for your generosity last year. This is what we did with your money. 87% of all the money is entrusted to us go straight to training programs. If you would consider donating this amount, we could put it four people through our program. And then after all it was, Hey Joe, if you can give one scholarship, one, one of your buddies will give one. And this other guy will give two, if someone else matches two. So now you're able to start doing matching funds and matching campaigns. But the clearest way to get more funding is consistently do what you say you're going to do and make sure that whatever it is that you do is measurable and has a clear impact. Wow. Um, how's it been work? How's your program been working for uh, those with disabilities? Uh, you know, amputees, wounded warriors, um, that, mm-hmm. that going, that works really well for them. So we, we've taught single, double, triple and quadruple amputees at our school. And even though our school is, they're not really built as a school. It's just a hodgepodge of different buildings that are together. The first thing we did when we took over our buildings is make it accessible for everyone, not handicapped ready, but, um, but differently abled and easy to transition. Cause we didn't want anyone that we served with to have a difficult, a difficulty in accessing anything on our facility. So even spaces that normally you wouldn't need to have accessibility, we made it so that if you have a group of, of friends that are walking from one building to the next, the, the guy or gal in the wheelchair can transition seamlessly. And I thought that was important, not only for self-esteem, but to regain your self-worth. So we, we have to make sure that everything is, is, is more than, more than easy to access for everyone. And we also are fabricators and computer designers. So we've fabricated several different things for people that had some type of disability to make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. to, to, to finish the program. And as far as your placement, do you have a lot of companies knocking on your door all the time saying we're looking for people, we need people? Is, is that been a, a fair, how's that gone for you? So we call this a double funnel. We have about a million service members that are transitioning out of the service in the next five years. We have about 16,000 job openings for every one of our graduates. <laughs> and we can put through about 200 people per year. So there's a huge demand for our graduates. Huge. We literally have a person full-time. All they do is they take incoming emails saying, 
Yes, it's, I, I know you need welders. We got it. Yes, we'll, we'll put you on that list. One sixteen thousand, you say? 16,000 jobs 16, for every one graduate? Well, let me give you a, let me share kind of a little bit of a picture for you. America right now has 522,000 unfilled manufacturing jobs due to a lack of skilled labor. That number is rising to 2.4 million unfilled jobs by 2028. That's crazy. Unfilled. That's over two and a half trillion dollars of economic output that we are not realizing as a nation because we don't have the right people trained to do the right jobs. So I thought here's a perfect storm, right? You have veterans that are super competent and ethical and they're striving for a new mission in life. You have America that desperately needs a workforce. So we train them, certify and place them and America gets the workforce that she needs. So later on, if you're trying to make some widget instead of going to China, we can make it in America. That's awesome. That's crazy. Well, Hernan, you're doing some phenomenal things. Um, how do we how do we find how do we find workshops for warriors if somebody's interested in the program? Please go to wsw.org. Wsw.org. That's workshopsforwarriors.org. Yeah, that's awesome. We could talk for hours about this, but uh, unfortunately, about out of time. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.